0: Hola, and eh, uh, welcome back to uh, Dislice She Crazy with uh, Noah Roble. That's not racist because I'm Hispanic. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Episode 7, Road to 10. I was literally just outside my room like, I wonder what I'm going to do for 10. I need to celebrate a little. Getting in the double digits, that's fucking, that's fucking cool. Admittedly, I'm very up and hype now, but I was actually pretty depressed a few days ago. I got an interview I had a recruiting job and I was hype because, you know, I've applied to some places for a minute. Of course, I'm not like diehard applying every fucking day type shit, but, you know, multiple times a week, I will go on my phone and I'll, I'll apply to a bunch of places. So I'm still like applying. And this was the first interview I've gotten now thinking about it, maybe at all since I've been unemployed, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I was hoping that I finally got my foot in the door in the recruiting sector Cause uh, I don't know the interview. It, the interview didn't feel bad. I I didn't I didn't have an exact feeling towards what it felt like. But I was like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like that old one I just I described to you guys, where I knew that shit was like just an L off rib. But analyzing it, which could just be anxiety fueled, I do feel like her like I like her engagement did maybe did dip towards the end. I mean, in all fairness, you're like, do you have any questions for me? I'm asking you questions. Like the fuck? I felt like they were pretty good, but. I did not, the next step were, were two more video interviews and nah, I, I, I didn't get it. So I was just very, I was very discouraged, you know, and having an interview for a minute, it, it, it gets to you a little bit. And I was just really, really hoping for, for me to get like, get my start. Cause like, that's all I need, you know? Like, well, that's literally all you need. You get some experience somewhere. It's like, boom, now you in there, you know what you're doing. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, I spent a little day kind of depressed, but I'm back up because we got to stay up. It's perfectly okay to feel your emotions out. Like if you feel bad or you feel down about something, like, you know, definitely feel it out because it's it's human. But like the main thing is to be intentional about coming back up. Because staying staying low, it doesn't help you out. I will say I wish recruiters or people that interviewed us would be more proactive and, and give feedback. You know? It's always an email about like, oh, you know, good luck with your job search. And it's like, listen, Buying a synthetic rabbit foot keychain will provide me more luck than your words. What I feel like needs to happen is there needs to be a normalization of giving feedback. We are people. And if you're the person taking a bunch of notes and have enough time to say, I didn't get the job, you can at least support me in the job search by telling me what I could, what I can improve on, what to focus on. Even thinking about it, it's like in the email, they're like, you know, prepare for these questions. And, you know, I had the talking points, but it, it's a two way street. You feel me? So... Of course, like I, I, I tried to sell myself as much as possible and bring up my good qualities, good attitude, how I work hard, and I'm a determined individual and everything. But I also had other stuff written down, and they would have come up if she asked the appropriate questions. But I noticed that, that, that didn't really happen. I thought that would. If anything, that email kind of initially gave me anxiety because it was like a, a good amount of things that they seemed to be asking about. So I'm like, oof, let me make sure I prep. And I did. I wrote stuff in my notebook but it didn't seem like we we got to all those points, which is unfair, because those points would have allowed me to talk about the things that I had written down. And no way I was bombing the interview, right? Like, there was a point when I had to step back and pause a little to gather my words, but that was it. I, then on, I was talking, like, fluently. And, oh, another me- mishap. I blanked on their history. So, oh my god, this show's ridiculous, bro. I mean, I can't be too hard on myself. It, like, like when when you're anxious and you really want something and you're nervous but you're trying to like really like stay on it and be more determined and confident, shit still happens. Shit still slips. So like yeah, like I was talking great for all my other stuff, but of course I fight. I forget this one thing, and that one thing was like where they started from, bro. I remembered. I like they have different sectors within their recruiting business, so they recruit they recruit people um, to these specific places. So it's like the person is the candidate and you're trying to get this candidate to the company because they need somebody. Now, their first industry was fintech. And in my mind, I wanted to try to finesse. And I was like, fuck, I forget what fintech exactly. I forgot what it meant. I forgot straight up. I forgot what it was. And I was just trying to take, you know, a little, I I took a risk. I was like, fintech, maybe, you know, it's from Finland that sounds saying that it sounds dumb but it's like you feel me fintech like i don't know i just tried and i knew it was some like some european country so it it was london though they like she corrected me on that i was like damn and i'm wondering like was was that it like that i forgot where y'all started we in 2023 it doesn't matter where y'all started y'all here now right (sighs) whatever my mom was saying like maybe this is maybe this is a better place for you and I'm not going to lie, I was so frustrated in the moment. I was like, I need a job, damn it. But she's right. She's right. I really did think this company would would be the spot. But it's all right because there's so many more out there. Now, bad news, but we still positive with it. This next portion is a story that I, um, I remembered. And uh, it was not a fond memory. You know maybe you could just like toss a memory some actually no definitely you can toss a memory away like what I do is I literally like I act like I'm grabbing it out of my brain and I just toss it in a direction like that's when I don't when I don't want to remember something or I don't want to think about it I'm just like nope, Yeet it across the room no, not thinking about it, but for this one it just came on really fast i it, like it was just like memory and I remembered like everything and I actually wrote thing I wrote it out because um I want I just really. I wanted it to be accurate and and good storytelling. I didn't want to be like trying to rack my brain. So it's a little scripted. I'm just letting you know. It's been warm in my apartment lately, but today the temperature dropped. I'm most comfortable sleeping in a t-shirt and underwear, but I needed to layer up once I woke up. I threw on some thick champion pants and a sweatshirt, but the top was way too thick. I found something lighter, an old gray long sleeve shirt. Upon putting it on, I noticed the arms are a little short, but on the right sleeve, I saw some pink paint. I was immediately reminded of an unpleasant memory. The shirt was a part of a set. They had matching pajama pants, but I haven't seen them in forever. The warmth and comfort they provide in the winter gave me peace after school. Fridays were especially peaceful since it marked the beginning of the weekend, and what kid wasn't hyped to have days to enjoy their games? I remember it being a good day at school, coming home in a good mood and chatting with my dad like normal, maybe even crack some jokes together. My sibling's room was repainted recently, so we had pink paint cans in the basement. That good day turned to shit when I accidentally spilled some paint. After telling my dad, he immediately got angry. I spilled a sizable amount and had no idea how to clean it up. He didn't help at all. I worriedly googled solutions, uh, and none of them were satisfactory when I'd relay them to him. I think he just sat on the recliner and vaped with an indifferent demeanor. I essentially just had to figure it out. I ruined some rags trying to pick up the excess paint, but ultimately it left a big splotch on the basement floor. I remember I spent a good amount of time too. It's like I got home from school got comfy, made a mistake, and I spent a bunch of time just somehow trying to fix it. And it wasn't even, like, if you really think about it, it's not that big a deal <laughs> at all. The paint was not needed anymore. We, You know, you just store excess paint because you might need to do a little paint job, a little, little fix-me-up. Um, but usually, like, once, you, once, once you're done, you're done. And honestly, it's like, mate, why weren't they put in a more secure place? Good question. So the basement floor is, like, just concrete it's not like it was wood it's not like it was carpet it's it's literally it's not a cave but you know the walls are just straight concrete they're nothing crazy they're gray and white if anything the pink gave it some vibrance but me spilling this i i don't know somehow became the end of the world even though he did not deal with it at all and why am i sharing this because it's real i have problems everybody has problems and a lot of people have a bad parent or parents plural it's my episodic reminder that you're not alone I also wanted to throw in some teacher advocation. That's just one of the, the new values that I have, you know, being a teacher, feeling, feeling that shit. Because honestly, I don't know how you decide like, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher for life. Or yeah, I'm going to do this for like 10 years. Like I salute you for real. You are the future. You are literally tra- training. You're preparing these kids for the future we need teachers and they receive very shit pay unless you work at tep this this charter school that that pays their their teachers like 100k a year bro if i was making a hundred k y'all could bug out i don't like of course i'm going to do my best in my job and shit right but i'm just saying like i like the stuff anything that would happen like things wouldn't be as much of an annoyance if i'm making 100k cuz it's like every two weeks i'm getting my bread my you know my real bag you know, I'm only at 50K right now. If I was making a 100K, that'd be fucking handsome. And they're not really as appreciated as they should be. Like, at all. And one of the problems I might at, at, no, not even just my job. The job in general is the normalization of starvation. I would have coworkers tell me that all they had in the entire day, keep in mind, had to be there before 725 and you may be leaving at 4pm. All they had in the day was goldfish and chips ahoy. That's a problem. Nobody can be efficient when they're hungry, there should be an emphasis on on time for a teacher to nourish themselves so they're prepared for the rest of the day. Nobody should be losing weight for a job. They should value your health. Make sure you're you're doing okay, because it's insane. Like already thin coworkers and me included would talk about like how they they would lose like five to ten pounds, and that's not healthy for someone that that could use the extra weight. Literally, the only remedy is to like somehow like what I would do. Like okay, I'm not gonna lie. Since they gave me guided reading and shit, and like they just they kept tacking, stacking stuff on, and essentially I was told by uh, one of the other teachers that he didn't need me because he had a co-teacher now to assist him in lunch, I just didn't go to lunch duty anymore because I'm like, well, I can enjoy my lunch. Hell yeah, that's what exactly what I'm going to fucking do. Like I need my food. I need my energy. But if I didn't do that, the only opportunity that I had was standing around and eating my lunch while they're eating their lunch or sitting with them. Listen, I love the kids, but they love to talk. So they won't focus on their own food. And if I'm literally, and I'm talking about literally having like six different conversations at once. Because, you know, they don't have the semblance like, oh, like interrupting is rude yet. It's it's a lot. I could barely fit in my my bites and shit. So I, I needed my peace. And I needed to eat. And honestly, it's, it's not okay. It's either, you know, eating at the lunch period with them. Or you're somehow fitting it in during an activity. Like you have them, I don't know, um, doing a worksheet or having a discussion and you, you sneak in some bites. Like that's not okay. And you know how ridiculous it looks being in the Wednesday meeting, wolfing down a salad? That salad is not even a bunch of calories to begin with. So your stomach is still going to rumble for the rest of the day. But you're wolfing this shit down because you're starving. You're hungry. Like, come on. If teachers are so important you can make time for this there is time in the day there's always like some sort of downtime like some wind down time you know for kids so i i know the schedule can be shifted to allow some some time for teachers and i mean dedicated time for them to just enjoy their meal not oh yeah they get prep for their for their schools like you know they get prep for for their classes and stuff like that no that's still work time that like you're still working you're still worrying about shit they need a moment, like straight up a moment to just disconnect, enjoy their food, recharge. I guarantee more first year teachers would would stay if they had that. But no, they just tack everything on and then they put more shit on the shoulders of the first year and more shit on the shoulders of the first year and, you know, provide no support. So then they just crumble. They're like, you know what? Nah, fuck this. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating that workplaces will sometimes question you if you spent like a, a short period at a workplace. And honestly, come on. You're human. Connect the dots. If it was three months, you can you can obviously infer like either it had to be something like a a family emergency, a medical emergency for themselves, or of course it's a shitty workplace. It's a bad workplace. Like why do, why do we why do we gotta go through it? And the thing is, it's like you sometimes have to you have to abridge like what went on because you don't want like you're not trying to come off as like bashing the workplace, but it's like listen, when it's shitty, it's shitty. And, like, you can't even say, like, you advocate for your mental health. Like, it's because not everybody values that. So you got to, like, come up with a sufficient response. And the thing is, the, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, if, like, if this is our life. Like, come on. If we feel it's not healthy for us, we have the right to leave and find a better place. If anything, something more proactive that I would do as a recruiter, it's like, yo, I, I see that you spent only three months at X. I really hope, like, you know, you'll have a better experience at our network. But you know what's the problem? There's no fucking empathy. Everybody's a fucking robot. Nobody gives chances. This place that did not hire me, like, missed the fuck out. I am such a, I work so fucking hard. I am a very determined individual. And this job, it was was a salary plus uncapped commission. So technically, like, I had, like, extra freedom to make as much as I want. I like systems like that. Where literally it's like, listen, you put in as much as you give, you're going to get that back. Like seeing those results, like it's satisfying. So I would thrive in that environment. And it's something that genuinely that I genuinely care about. I genuinely want to help the job market right now. I want to get deserving people positions because seeing your, your savings dwindle and then you're just having this rejection every day that gets to people. So I want to give them that fucking happiness. I want to give them that shot that they've been, they've been wanting and they deserve the whole time. And I feel like as a recruiter, you're failing. This is the thing. Some people do not interview well. They get anxious or have social anxiety. An interview can come off as like a confrontation, sometimes an interrogation. So some people may not interview well and cannot sell themselves well, even though they're fat, fucking fantastic people. So your job as a recruiter should be to somehow find that gem because everybody has to have some sort of gem. Of course, there's lazy people, shallow people. There's, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of negative people, but there's also greatness in individuals. And as a recruiter, you should try to extract that with the right questions by making it a conversation instead of just an interrogation and trying to just sometimes it's of course you're, you're trying to finesse, but sometimes you ask a question, it's like, oh, damn. And you just got you got to be a little fucking little computer and generate a, a, a lit-ass response. That's a lot for us. And that's a lot, especially for someone that has low interview experience or, you know, they're a recent grad, high, uh, a high school student. In high school, that's like one of your first jobs. And say, if, you know, maybe you didn't work in high school because you just wanted to focus on, focus on school. And then your first interview is definitely going to be jarring for anyone that, that has one for the first time. But let's talk about a pretty positive point. And honestly, it was... Like, the whole thing was, well, it's resolved now, so it doesn't even matter. But I was pretty frustrated in the moment. I'm heavily into gaming. It's It's been an escape and a source of inspiration for my ideas. And, uh, like, there's there's movies and, and some games are, like, an interactive movie. Like, The Last of Us 1 and 2? Come on. Masterpiece. And in 2019, that was when I was, like, you know, I got my first job where I was making some pretty good money. And this is when the Oculus Rift S came out one of the early slash advanced headsets because there was just the, the oculus rift but that was like so i that, that came out way long ago and it's completely primitive compared to what we have now It it's a it's an it's a headset that was that was like expensive but it was a, a tangible expensive i forget how much it, it, it exactly was maybe it was like 599 so don't get me wrong that was like a, a check and a chunk but I, I was making good money, and I wanted something. I wanted something for myself. Like this was for for the first time, I was um, filling in my my wardrobe with clothes that I wanted. And honestly, I didn't even have like a refined style yet. It seemed like I was just getting things that like I thought would look good on me, and that I wanted for a minute. Like you know, fulfilling those dreams that I that I've had. But yeah, I also I wanted like I was into gaming and had a PC that could handle VR gaming and it's awesome, and my other friends were also gonna get a headset, so I was like, hell yeah, let me, let me get this thing, Yo, like, there must be some, like, universe balance type of thing, they're like, yo, bro, you, you can have really nice things, but sometimes, we're gonna make a little hard for you, we, we wanna test you a little bit, it feels like that, sometimes, because getting this fucking headset, it was a, it was a goose chase, bro, thank you, my boy Ryan, like, driving me around, Because I I went to Best Buy to Best Buy, and it's like, they would have it, and then I'll be there, they wouldn't have it. Check another Best Buy. We drove, eventually we got to Yonkers, New York, and they didn't even have it yet. I had to, like, wait for a shipment to come in, and then I finally got it. So I've had this headset since 2019, and I've definitely brought it up to college, and i played it a bit. But, you know, when you're going back and forth from college to home, you need to lighten the load. So eventually, it it was kind of just chilled at home. But there was definitely a time when I jumped back in, and I was... I was obsessed because I had Skyrim VR. It's an, it's an action RPG. You literally have so much freedom, big-ass world. You got this conflict when you're, you're fighting this, like, impending darkness. Like, it's fucking dope. And I played it when I was a kid on PS3. So I instantly knew that, the nostalgia was going to hit, and I, I was going to love it. And, like, seeing videos of, of VR Skyrim, it had me excited. And all the, the mods that they had, the potential that was there, I was like, dude, I gotta do this shit. That was also frustrating to get get working too. I remember trying it at, at school, and it's like I, I tried for like a good good time, like you know, an hour or two, and that shit didn't work. My game would not start, so I had to restart the modding process all over again. So that was around like twenty 2020, twenty 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 one. But essentially, if I had this thing since twenty nineteen, and it's twenty twenty three. Um, and you know, I I would play it a lot on and off. Sometimes VR is. You got to keep in mind, like, yes, there's also seating play, but seating play is not as good. It's kind of limited when you're in the chair. Like, when you got to bend down and get something, like, uh, no, it's like stand. Make it more immersive and shit. But sometimes you don't always want to do all that. So that's why sometimes, you know, it would be shelved. But I still would cop a VR game and I'll play it a bunch. But I never, like, abused my headset. Like, I don't think I, I pushed it to its absolute limit. I've hit my wall with my controllers or, like, like dropped them, like, I can count the amount of times it, I can count it on my fingers. Like I, I took care of it. And the headset, that's maybe like falling off a surface once, but it was heavy duty. And after that, it was fine. So I didn't understand what happened. I'm, I'm playing the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which I, I highly recommend. I remember when it came out, and I was like, "Whoa, cool, a VR Walking Dead game." And I, never, I didn't get it. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I wasn't really like feeling it yet. Like sometimes you see something that's cool, but you just don't jump on it, or you just can't spend the bread on it yet. So eventually um i did get a deal on g2a.com i'm not sponsored but i suggest y'all go there if you want your games for the low low i copped it i remember I played it for a bit and sometimes when you start a new survival game it's it's kind of kind of confusing you don't know like exactly like what you need what you should be getting what exactly to do what's in the environment how to like fight and whatever so i did enjoy it and it was like Dope experience. It it was a confusing experience and I eventually was playing like other stuff anyways, so I uninstalled it. But then I decided to give it another shot recently and fell in fucking love. I think it's because I'm watching The Walking Dead and I've just been on this like survival game kick. But it being in first person, it's 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 beyond immersive. It's like holy shit, I'm in the walking dead. Like there's zombies and shit that you brain, stabbing the noggin with a shiv or any type of weapon. And, like, there's people that you got to, like, you get a shootouts and shit. Like, it feels tense because it's like you're in first person. You're not in third person where you can see your whole environment and do a fucking triple barrel roll behind the next car. I'm in first person. I got to crouch. I got to look. I got to make sure I don't get domed. And I got to dome them and not run out of ammo. And everything has durability. So it's like be careful with your shots because your, your gun is going to break in the middle of the fight. And if you have no other long-range weapon, GG, it's over. So as you can tell, I was loving this game. And I'm playing it like normal, and everything's all cool. I'm scavenging. I, I remembered in one of the early areas, there was a, a place that, had, that was boarded up. And in order to get in there, you use your, your fire axe or an axe. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember where that was. Like, let me go in there and see if they have any loot. Because you can also upgrade your crafting stations. So I was like, I, I need materials. And it's boarded up. Like, I haven't looted there. Like Let's go. So I explore. I go in there. It's so fucking creepy, bro. So creepy because, you know. There's no power in a zombie apocalypse unless you got generators in a community and shit. So it's just dark and dusty. And you're like, I wonder if there's... Like, there were people guarding the front, so I didn't go through the front. I obviously went through the side. But then I'm like, are there any walkers in here? Like, is there anybody, like, waiting? And I'm just gonna butt in with a story real quick. I did infiltrate, like, a, an enemy territory once. And I was sneaking around. And I had my flashlight off because I was trying to stay stealthy. But I couldn't see much. So I loot one, one area. I loot a room. And then I'm like, all right, like it's too dark in here. I gotta turn my flashlight on. I turn it on. There's a fucking enemy facing the other way. I'm like, oh, holy shit! If I ran, made noise, he would have domed me. I took off his calati. Um, but yes, I looted the house that I was first talking about with the with the planks. And then I I'm I'm exiting the area, and my audio just cuts out. Just like completely, like silence. And I'm like, damn, like what happened with the game? And I clicked the the menu button to to navigate to the Oculus homepage or close the application and stuff. But I had zero audio, like nothing. Even when I was navigating menus, moving around, I was like, oh, the audio is cut out, cut out. So I get off the game. Well, I'm sorry. I I extracted all my stuff because, you know, I deleted my shit. There's no way I was going to do that again. So I, I I went home. I scrapped my shit, saved the game. I quit the game. And, you know, like a usual quick remedy is to unplug and replug shit. So there's a, there's a USB port and then a display port. Unplug, unplug, replug, replug. Boom, we back. audio's nice, but not for long. I, uh, I literally am in the bus. Your base is in a bus. You have a radio. There's this guy that was, like, really pressing you early in the game because he was, like, scared and, like, didn't know who you were and thought you were, like, a marauder or something. So he was bugging, but now he's like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was so on edge, and I, I'm wondering if, if you could help me. But as I'm listening, audio just cuts out. And I'm like, Okay, that's a problem. Cause I literally got on here and it hasn't been five minutes. Close the application. I was like, alright, like if this unplug and replug isn't working, I'm gonna do like one of the like one of the remedies for, for problems in general with the headset is to literally unplug the, the, the wire that's plugged into the headset. Like that display wire. The display port wire, I guess. Like unplug it, replug it. Bro, I took it out. I took it out like normal like you know it's it feels weird at first like in the beginning I was afraid that I was gonna break the headset but then like I figured out that it's just like this certain angle and like you give it some force and it just pulls out no destruction nothing right so I just pull it out like normal and I plug it back in I plug in my USB and I plug in the display port but there is no light on the headset you, usually you know if the headset is, is at least alive if there is an orange light on the, on the, on, on the faceplate or there's also like a blue light on the front of it. There was zero light. And I'm like, okay, um, let's try this again. I do it. It's not turning on. And like the app didn't, like I guess they didn't really update. Like the application rendered it as still connected. Like everything was fine. But then when I would start a game, it would, it would stay in, in desktop mode. It wouldn't even go to my screen. I didn't have a screen. It would just be dark. It's like, one time I tried it, it was dark, and then there was like a tinge of gray. But then after that, nothing was showing up. So I'm like, okay, we got to take it up a notch. Let's, you know, another remedy is to completely do a reset. Like, like reconnect it. Like, remove the device from your settings and, and reconnect it. Bro, that was the last of it. Literally, I removed it, and then I tried. I plugged everything back in, and they weren't registering. They just kept loading, loading, loading. It's like nothing was registering. And I'm like, I, what the fuck is going on? I tried a bunch of times. It's like, you know, I like looked up remedies. It was like, update the drivers of the app. I did that. Nothing happened. You know, it's always, you know, you try to unplug and replug shit, hoping that it fucking works. But no, it didn't work. That was it. It was just, it just died. And I was so disappointed because I'm like, bro, I just got into this game and I was thoroughly enjoying it. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm fucked. Like my warranty is long, long gone by now. So there's no way they can, they can get me a new headset or reimburse me or anything. But I had to try. So I go on the the meta site you know, Oculus is no longer owned by Oculus. It's, it it got taken by Facebook. So I go and try to find like a support center. I find some forums. I, I do a post. Eventually I find a live chat support and I got in touch with a guy named, uh, not, not a guy an icon, Daniel Hakimi, my boy said, Noah, rest assured, I will help you, and in my mind, I'm like, you can try, in my mind, I'm like, Daniel could try, but this shit is dead, but, like, you know, we troubleshooted, he was a pleasant guy, and honestly, yes, I was discouraged, maybe I was irritated, but it's like, this was, this had nothing to do with Daniel, (laughs) so why was I gonna be mean to him, so if anything, I just played up the empathy a little bit, you know, like, you know, I was thoroughly enjoying my experience. Like I've had this for a long time, and I loved it. Like you know, playing it up a little, but also being very thankful and appreciative of Daniel. And he was very fucking awesome. Eventually, we troubleshooting, but I'm like, yeah, Daniel, this just not gonna work because it's like my headset is just dead. Like I can't, I can't even get into the, the into the app settings because it says I don't even have a device. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, um, just give me this information. And like, and I gave him like you know, it was like shipping information, the serial number of the shit. In my mind, I was like, yo, let me make sure, like, this is a legit support channel. This guy's not trying to just extract my info. I got a little nervy. You know, you just got to have, you just got to be safe. You feel me? But everything was okay. I gave him the info. And then he said he had to get in touch with his team and he'll get back to me via email. And I'm like, I, right, you know what, Daniel, if you feel like that's what you need, I trust you. Some hours later. Someone else reaches back to me, and they say that you know they noticed that my warranty was done in some date twenty twenty, but they want to make an exception and 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 give me a brand new or refurbished headset. And I'm like, bro, for real? I I, I didn't know they would do something like that. Like I some companies do that, but I I I'm, I'm, I know there's definitely other companies that have said like, damn dude, you know we tried um we can give you. Something like it's not even close or they can't just really just don't or can't do anything. Thankfully, like today, FedEx pulled up like uh, they, they pay for the shipping label and everything. So I, I set up a pickup. The guy came mad early. I scheduled it from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. You know, just in case I wake up at like 11. And this dude rung my doorbell. So it woke me up out of my slumber. And I'm like, you know, caught off guard. Like, who is this? I'm like, wait, no, it's FedEx. It got to be FedEx because who else is going to ring my shit like this? Get my package and I run. Open the door. They was like oh, I I almost I almost called you. I'm like yeah, no, nah, I'm here, and I pass it to him, and like yeah, it's it's gonna get there. I doubt they'll, they'll be like, hey, we actually looked into your headset and figured out it was this. That'd be interesting to know. It'd be cool. Who knows if I if I ever get so deep into VR that I would like understand all the intricacies of the headset and can like support myself in some way, but um they're gonna look into the headset and they're gonna send me a new or refurbished. They said it may be refurbished. Either way, I'm fine. Cause refurbished is like it's like new. It got fucking tuned up and everything. Um, that n- little negative part of my brain is like, oh, if it's refurbished, you know, maybe it'll it'll fucking die faster or something. But I'm like, shut up, shut up, stop it. And you know what? If it does die, then it's time for my my next VR venture to get like the best headset possible, which is the the Vibe Index. I know I'm gushing a lot about VR and shit, but it's something I'm passionate about. Like it's it's that shit is, it's literally the future, and it's something, it's an experience, bro, like, when I first got in there, like, they, they do this whole thing of, like, welcome to Oculus and stuff, and there's, like, you know, some, some things to interact with, and they, they put this, like, bright neon table in front of you, and you have this instinct to, like, lean on it, like, like, these are your hands, you lean on it, like, I'm telling you, it's a fucking amazing, the Vive Index is, is revolutionary, like, they, they looked at the HTC Vive, and, and the, and the Oculus Rift, that, like, they looked at all the past ones and said, like, let's push this shit beyond and make the best one right now. Their, their fucking controllers have, like, all like all your fingers are tracked. And only Oculus, it's only your, your thumb and your pointer finger. And the buttons, it, it controls the grip of, your, of the rest of the three. The Vive Index, like, that is superior, like, complete hand tracking. So it's going to be immaculate in games and immersive as fuck. The headset is strong as shit. You know, the resolution and quality is superb, unparalleled. So if the rift does die, then I definitely would be sad as fuck because that would cut my, you know, my VR playthroughs short. But then it's like time for for a little little personal goal. Wow. I have dedicated a, I, this is the thing, right? Sometimes when I'm recording, I like, I look at the time pass and I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's only been like 15, 20 minutes. Like, you know, I, and I haven't, I don't get through everything yet, but I'm like, man, it could, could, could be a shorter episode today. But then, you know, I, I get into something that, that, that I'm definitely passionate about and it elongates the episode and it, it's just cool experience. But now, let's wind down with something. This was supposed to be the actual meat of the episode. But, you know, I just wanted to share a bit about me and you know the, the human experience. As a young adult, you can't make sense of the world no matter how hard you try. Gaining understanding of life itself, that, that comes with old age and, and wisdom. And of course, we develop some wisdom, but we don't understand everything. And we're going to have unanswered questions for a while, but eventually life is going to give us our answers through experiences. And I've noticed one thing is consistent. Things get worse before they get better. Like we got to sit with that for a minute. And yes, it is something that sucks, but keep like, think about this for a minute, right? Like life is just like that, like a like a weird graph. It's like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. You know, you, it, it, it makes it interesting. It, it, it makes us grow and as a, a strong individual. The end or the our, like our, our true peak. It's gonna be satisfying. Like that's why life is like this. And also, it'd be boring if everything was just handed to us. You know, it must be fucking nice being filthy rich, but it's also like you've already you got it all. You so like they. I doubt they have as much substance in their life. But usually that's how that's how things go. There's always a dip like, you know, there's conflict. It might not be like absolutely ass, but like, for example, right now I'm unemployed. So I would call this a dip and things always get worse. But then there's there's opportunity. Something happens, something changes, and then you're on cloud nine again. I was talking with my boy, Reese. I'm like, why is life like, it's like a perpetual state of teetering between like being poor and making money. And if you think about it, that's just the the instability of a young adult life. We don't have our careers yet. We're not fully established. So of course it's going to feel like that. Like that's just how it is. But the thing is, it's like, yes, maybe you're in in a a bad spot, your worst spot, maybe like the lowest of the fucking low, right? But that's it. You already hit the lowest of the low. So you can only go up from there, and things will go up from there. So think about it. It's like, yo, hold up. Like, I'm hitting a bad spot. I'm hitting my worst. It must mean some real fucking good is coming. And that's exactly what it is. It might, it might not be instant, you know? It might be like a, like a really long process until you get that good. Like, for example, um, like me finding Gabby, right? High, pandemic happening, low, tough, and everything, right? But eventually beautiful relationship blossomed from it high, but that 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 took a long time to develop, and the thing is it was worth it instead of getting low and beating ourselves up, we just gotta dig our heels into the ground, and it's like I get it, I get it. Something great is coming, and i I just had to I have to ride it out, don't panic, don't fret because things are gonna fucking work out and I have other examples of it gets worse before it gets better, like uh for example, my freshman year of college, absolute ass. People say, like, college is supposed to be, like, the best years of your life, and freshman year is going to be fucking awesome. Um, It can be awesome, but it's not guaranteed to be awesome. I feel like I want to delve into um, the specifics of those stuff in a different episode, but I'll still provide some context. So, you know, in summer orientation, as you do, you make some friends. Um... Honestly, you know, my resting bitch face made it kind of difficult. People really thought I was an asshole or angry or something, but I was just really shy. When I was there, um, we're going to call this girl A. A, um, she decides to smile and wave at me. So I decided to wave back, and it was awkwardly because I'm like, why is this person waving at me like right in front of me? Um, But... She was nice, and she brought me to her, like, friend group that she was developing, and we were playing, like, telephone for that rest of that night and just other games and shit and just, like, joking around. I actually, you know, I was able to to relax and, and play around, and, and some of the people in that group, like, we were all riding back home, so we got to talk more, play around, and, you know, like, you think, like, yo, these are really gonna be, like, like, this is gonna be your group or your homies, but it's, like, everybody, like, some... You know, they established groups together. So yeah, they were like this. These group of girls, they were friends, right? Like my my boy Trevor, he found like a completely different group. Like people dispersed, things change, and whatever. Still cool with them throughout college. It's just we had different friend groups. So like friend groups were were forming. I ended up just having like you know some friends and some acquaintances, right? So A is with is friends with a bunch of the girls from from orientation, and she actually was pretty inclusive. You know, um, initially it was like, yo, where you at? And i be chilling in my dorm because it's like, my boy Ronnie ain't here yet. My, I don't think my guy's here yet. Like, it was the first time being, you know, alone up in school. So it's like, you know, you're just kind of doing your own thing. I took a nap because, you know, moving your shit is exhausting. So initially, it, it was cool. We would hang. We actually did. Me and A did hang out a lot. I would walk into class. We would get food. Things like that. It was, it was dope. And eventually, I did um, grow feelings for A. And I shot my shot. But it airballed because she um she valued having the, the college experience more than a stable, healthy relationship. And things were, like, it's like, it was, things were so confusing at a, at a point, right? Because she'd be like, like, oh, like, we're hanging out too, we're hanging out too much. Like, and then boom, okay, we, we hang out less days. Like, I don't see you enough. It's like, you just said we don't, we don't hang out. Like, you, you said we were hanging out too much, so like... It's like shit was becoming, like, just messy and stupid. And eventually she just dropped me, like, straight up, like, just left, stopped talking to me. We didn't hang out, like, at all for the rest of that semester. And I felt pretty abandoned, and it fucked me up. It fucked me up bad. I wish it didn't fuck me up as bad as it did, but it just did. And I think the reason why it was, like, you know, deeper um, mental health issues so that actually marked, like, the, the real beginning of my mental health journey. It allowed me to zoom in to, to bigger problems. So it's like, you know, thanks for giving me the tools to become a better person, I guess. But what you did was was not very cash money. Fuck you. And eventually she apologized the next semester. But it's like, you did me very slime. You know, she didn't have have my trust anymore. So I always felt, like, anxious or on edge when she was around. And I'm not going to lie. she She would make being around uncomfortable. Like I remember this specific time after my birthday And you know, I was trying to make it a point to, to chill with the suites more It like, was sophomore year So I was, I was making a point to chill with like everybody on the floor more And like everybody from the all, all do suite like was, was in there And like everybody was chilling together So I'm like alright it's my birthday Like pfft, let me hop in like chill with them and stuff And I'm just vibing out And um, honestly I was feeling shy at that point So I didn't get to jump into the conversation The conversations that we're having as much But A decides like to zoom in on me and be like Like are you gonna talk? Like, something like that. And I'm like, well, can't now after putting me on the spot. Like, she just made it awkward as fuck sometimes when I'd just be, like, chilling and existing. So, yeah, uh, freshman year was horrible because, like, a similar thing was perpetuated the, the following semester. So, overall, the the year was just bad. Um, definitely some of my lowest mental health points. But during the summer, uh, you know, I, I was... Was I in therapy? I think I was working too much to be in therapy, but... I, uh, I definitely, like, you know, talked to my mom a bunch and came to terms with, like, what happened, and I remember sitting down and deciding, like, you know what, this year and on, they're mine, I don't know, I'm never, I'm not gonna be low like this again, like, they're mine, I'm gonna have some great fucking semesters, I fucking got this shit, and sophomore year was fucking awesome, I felt some genuine happiness that first semester, like, some genuine, like, life is great, so, like, I took it by the fucking reins. I took my life by the reins and said, like, I'm not letting this shit get, get me down again. Little did I know a pandemic was coming, but, like, you know how it is. Unfortunately, it's, life is ups and downs and ups and downs. But you come out so much stronger, wiser. So don't get caught up in your lows. Because if you're in your low point, something great is fucking coming. Be excited that you're in this low point. Cause it's like, yo, I can't, I can't even imagine what's next.